You are listening to Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that is the equivalent of an extremely drunken post-pay-per-view press conference. Each week, we talk about all our favorite wrestlers and all of the ways that they interact with each other, sometimes some wrestling news, and frequently inappropriate pop culture references. This week, we have a lot to go through. Um, I'm joined by Jillian, and we are going to run through SmackDown, Fastlane, and Raw. Jillian, mm-hmm. are, are you ready? I am very, very ready. I have many opinions. If you are ready, could you make the little room sound from the Fastlane pay-per-view? <laughs> I was going to. Meow. <laughs> My- so good my spouse was like livid just like hated it so much was so angry but then was like i feel like they must have gotten feedback like instant feedback or something because i swear the meow got quieter throughout the evening i think it did too yes (laughs) because i'm not very smart the first time it happened i was like there's something wrong with the audio and my husband was like no it's car themed that's a car sound. <laughs> um, my spouse thought at first it was like someone had an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That was another like, popular theory. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. It's a wonderful time. Um, there's also, there's a little wrestling news that if you don't mind, I would like to touch on just briefly yeah. before we get into it. So I read a couple articles this week that apparently um, Endeavor has put creative control of Raw, SmackDown, and all that jazz into Dad's hands. Yeah. Dad, get ready for even more letters. Uh, Dad, there's nobody we'd rather have (laughs) captain the ship than you other than us. Um, That's true. So keep your mailbox open, keep your heart open, and God bless. We believe in you. You can do it, Dad. Also, we learned this week that CM Punk will likely not be coming back to the WWE. Oh, did we? Mm, Yeah, (laughs) apparently they were like, "Um, that's a really fascinating concept, but probably not. Yeah. Well, he got fired from AEW again, right? He did, yes, for choking out uh, Luke Perry's (laughs) son. Dude has a hard time keeping a job. He, I think when he was little, his report card never said plays well with others. Yeah. Ever. Ooh. Can I mention one more thing? Yes, do it. I can't wait. A special uh, happy birthday from Wrestling is for Girls to everybody's favorite mommy, Rhea Ripley. Happy birthday, Rhea. Happy birthday, mommy. We appreciate you. Um, Every member of the Judgment Day made a post about her on Instagram, and it was like the cutest, sweetest thing. And I'm just like, you all are besties, and I love it. It warms my heart a million degrees. It was wonderful. Well, on that um, warm and wonderful note, shall we smack it down? Yes, please. So when we started recording, we were both like, I don't remember anything that happened on Friday. I don't remember (laughs) that there was a show on Friday. But then it turned out that we remembered a few things. Um, One of those was our boy, Los Angeles Knight, opening SmackDown. Yeah. Um. This once again reminded me that I literally cannot wait for the day that he feuds with Cody Rhodes 
and he's like let me talk to you and cody's like what do you want to talk about and they just go back and <laughs> forth for like 20 minutes it'll be beautiful um paul Heyman is not very interested in what los angeles has to say he would rather talk to los angeles and uh he butters him up a little bit <laughs> and then uh jimmy and solo are there and they're doing their normal thing jimmy is cutting it up solo is hating everyone Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, after all this nice talk, Paul says that the bloodline now has to do something because Los Angeles has earned his attention. Um, my, <laughs> I just want to mention my favorite line of the evening, which was, let me check my receipt. I didn't yes. buy any of your BS. <laughs> Amazing that he pulled out a literal receipt from his he pocket. Really oh, God, he is such a treasure of weirdness. Like, was he buying lunch earlier? And I was like, I don't need my receipt. Wait. Yeah. And it came to him. It was for his, like, tuna tuna bowl. It was, oh, it was perfect. It was perfect. But this is all part of the whole, like, we're going to make sure that you can't wrestle us at Fastlane bit. Absolutely. Like, they're, like all heels, they don't want to do their jobs. (laughs) And they think it's rude when you try to do yours. I love that like he'll um, spend so much time trying to ruin the other team leading up to a match, like just expending so much time and energy when like, I don't know, save that energy, guys. Save it for the ring. You know, they were the kids that worked so hard to cheat on the test when it was actually <laughs> a really easy test and they could have just studied. Yeah. Like you know, literally looking at your notes for two minutes, looking at someone else's notes for two minutes would even count right so it seems like everyone wants to fight but then Mm -hmm. nobody wants to fight when john cena shows up um john cena is the great equalizer um but los angeles knight is still ready to go cena is still ready to go and jim gets challenged to a match he does and uh i mean jimmy seems into it he's ready to scrap but Mm -hmm. uh paul Heyman isn't thrilled paul doesn't want anybody making a single decision on their own like he wants people to ask for permission to go to the bathroom Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he has a giant piece of wood with a key attached to the end and he hands you that when you have to go to the bathroom and they're like it says like cleared by the tribal chief on it mm-hmm. so then you know you can authorize mm-hmm. authorization will be a huge thing <laughs> on friday true. like everybody's got to be authorized people don't want to wait to be authorized <laughs> so it's just it's just a lot but we get our we get our what i believe is our main event set up and ready to go and then we transition to the judgment day backstage and I was really curious about how you feel about this because Damien is complaining a little bit about JD McDonough and Rhea's like, IDK, I think he's like pretty cool. Um, I dislike it. I don't want him around. As you know, he is JD McDonough. So I just really feel (laughs) like I want him to go away in every capacity. And we also see that Dom Dom has his title back. That's true. Poor you know, I was just Trip thinking, Williams. JD McDonough should just go join 
Austin Theory and Grayson Waller and just be in their like just be a terrible trio of people I don't like. I feel like his energy is much more Judgment Day than Austin Theory Down Under. You think so? Yeah, I do. I think you're blinded by hate, and I know how that is. I too have been blinded by hate. <laughs> his energy to me is like so many times the dancing puppy around the bulldog in the cartoon. <laughs> and I feel like that energy could be transferred anywhere. I mean, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, this situation definitely got more complicated as we carried on. Yes. So, you know, not to get too far ahead of ourselves, but if you were hoping that JD would get a real comeuppance, this is a good week for you. Oh yeah. It was very exciting. Mm-hmm. So jumping ahead a little bit, um, we run into the bloodline again. And once more, Paul Heyman is kind of beating the drum that we can't do anything <laughs> without the authorization of the tribal chief. And Jim gets real spicy and responds that he's never here. And I just about died. I know. I was like, I was delighted by him saying that. And I was also like, I don't know, mildly shocked because yeah, I just it, feel like. I feel like he's just gonna he's just getting himself into so much trouble. It was a real like ooh moment, you know? <laughs> it was, yeah. I feel like he thinks Roman is never going to come back, but as we <laughs> learn, Roman is coming back. He's coming to work next week. For the season premiere. A season premiere. Um, what determines the season premiere and finale of these shows? I have no idea. I don't either. Like, why the middle of October? <laughs> it's just, it's a positive time for change, Fiscal death, year? rebirth. I don't know. <laughs> Fiscal year. <laughs> I don't understand what's happening. <sighs> so when uh, the bloodline gets to their locker room, it is a real Goldilocks situation and that someone is already enjoying those facilities. It is <laughs> the judgment day. Um. Now, as I'm sure you remember, this is not the Bloodline's first go-round with the Judgment Day, no. and it always goes so poorly. Yeah, they don't... They're a little oil and water situation. It seems like the Judgment Day always makes big promises. Oh, yeah. And then they're a little bit like Lucy pulling the football away, you know? <laughs> yeah, they're... Um... I wouldn't want to work with them. Didn't didn't Dom Dom look really comfy though? I didn't notice. Was he splayed? He was like snuggled up on mommy, kind of splayed out. He looked really happy. That's adorable. There's probably pretty mm. comfy couches back there. I mean, only the best for the bloodline, right? That's true. Especially since they don't seem to be spending that much on mahi mahi and sushi anymore. No, they've had a real drop in their uh, mm -hmm. fine fish purchasing. Pescatarian lifestyle is over. So. Jay Jay really ate a lot of that stuff, so they were just like, Cut. <laughs> Jay is kind of a pig when it comes to the California rolls. It's inexcusable. <laughs> um, you know, we come back from a commercial break to the same situation. Everyone's having a stare down, and then Rhea announces that uh, she and Paul are going to chat. Yeah. And David and Solo do not want to go. Yeah, the way she just, like, ordered everybody out, I was like, okay, we're not really trying to pretend anymore that you're not the leader of Judgment Day, right? Like, we're not we're not trying that. I literally wrote down the Judgment Day has no leader, right? 
<laughs> this is totally equal. It's an equality situation where one person is a little more equal than the other ones. Totally normal. Our organization is horizontal, not vertical. Except for our not leader. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I don't know about you. I thought that this uh, Paul Heyman and Rhea Ripley situation backstage was very interesting. Do you want to do you want to tell us what happened here? I loved it. <laughs> so it was great. So my first thought was like, so they're they're doing like a negotiation, right? Mm-hmm. And we don't exactly know what the plan is. We don't hear what the what the plan is. Um, my first thought was I was hoping she was negotiating for JD McDonough to go away, but that's not what was happening. <laughs> she could um, kill him herself. That's <laughs> true. Um, so Paul likes whatever plan they've cooked up. Mm-hmm. and wants to run it past the tribal chief and Rhea's like nah brah it's it's authorized it's fine which made me think that she'd talked to him already but ah. no she's just harnessing her audacity it was incredible like he has his phone up and she kind of like pushes it down he's like <laughs> authorized um and then and then the piece de resistance she orders Paul Heyman to acknowledge her. It's incredible. Um, it's so good for so many reasons. Jay really planted the seed of being the tribal chief in her head. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, there was a time not too long ago where Rhea would have been like in a really low cut top, flirting with him, leaning over with her boobs and like manipulating <laughs> him that way. But we're now living in a glorious era where she's like, I'm just in charge because I'm in charge. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Beautiful. It is beautiful. I was like, I think I gasped when she said it. I think I was like, <gasps> ooh. And, you know, if she lays down the law, right? She's like, if you're not going to acknowledge me, the bloodline mm-hmm. and the judgment day are going to go to the mattresses. And I mean, nobody wants that, right? They're they're both in difficult times right now. They're not ready to go to war. So, I mean, he totally could have called her bluff, I suppose. But she, you know, she lets him make the phone call, which I thought was really nice of her. <laughs> she wants Paul to be a little bit relaxed, right? She's right. Lull him into a false sense of security. Like if you feel better bringing out the hall pass and making your call, that's that's okay. That's beautiful. I really, I got the sense that Paul Heyman hates these kids. I think he hates everybody. I feel like he probably does love Roman Reigns, does love the tribal chief. But I also feel like if, if, if Roman was like, Paul, I'm going to just give you a $5 million check. You don't have to tribal chief anymore. He'd probably be like, bye. Uh Like imagine if you'd been asked to look after Jim Uso during the messiest part (laughs) of his life, how you would feel. I know. I wouldn't be able to. I'd be making fun of him all the time. I'd mm-hmm. be like, you totally got punched by Meechin. <laughs> Solo totally left you hanging when you went for that high five. Like, I would just be like, just ragging on him. That was a real underrated moment when Solo did not come through with the high five and Jim had to dance it out. <laughs> it was amazing. I have to wonder if Solo, like, didn't see it or if he, like, did see it out of the corner of his eye and was just, like, not doing it. Not, not feeling it, bro. I like both possibilities. There's no wrong answer. (laughs) So because we have so much to cover, um, Mm -hmm. 
I'm just going to note that we do later in the evening see Rhea and Jim backstage, but we can't tell what they're talking about. So the drama continues. But directly after that, we get to Jim Uso versus Los Angeles Knight. What a beautiful pairing. And we learn that dad will be with us on SmackDown next week. Very exciting. They're really um, packing the season opener. Mm-hmm. I think he's probably going to give us a little shout out. Like, I just want to, I want to acknowledge someone. Yeah. It's two someones and they're amazing. Yeah. Uh, nice. An award-winning podcast. Uh, we're mm-hmm. working on a belt for them so that they yep. can, they can have it. <laughs> it's probably, I mean, the show's on Friday. I'm thinking by next Wednesday, he's going to reach out with first class tickets, a box. Yeah. Or maybe just backstage, you know, whatever he's most comfortable with is good. I couldn't, I couldn't go backstage. I would die. (laughs) I would be so nervous and like my mouth would just hang open the entire time. I would be Troy presented with meeting LeVar Burton on community. (laughs) Exactly. Horrible. Oh, poor Troy. So also, um, Michael Cole, Michael Cole has been sassy this last week. Yeah. And he says something very sassy. He's like, um, lest we forget, Roman has not welcomed Jimmy back to the bloodline. So he's putting it out there. um, Just that all this stuff is happening sans authorization. And (laughs) we just don't know what's going to happen. I I feel like Cole is sometimes a little Greek chorus-y, you know, like filling in some deets, basil exposition, if you will. He's taken us through the narrative, and I appreciate him for that. Mm -hmm. So I think this goes kind of how I expected in terms of the match. Uh, You know, Solo gets involved. Um, He shoves Los Angeles Knight right into Jimmy because no one likes Jimmy right now. (laughs) It's like, then it won't count. It's not like I actually did it. Cena comes out to defend Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And uh, then we hear the Judgment Day music, and Heyman lets Rhea know that they are authorized. They are authorized. Little handshake, little nods, smug smiles mm-hmm. on faces. Mm hmm. But um, here's the thing. They didn't count on the presence of the ultimate in bad timing and busybodying. <laughs> That's so true. We finally get to the fruit of like all of the talk all week. Jay and Cody are going to be on SmackDown. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't want to get too far ahead, but given what happened after Fastlane, it doesn't surprise me that they didn't get here till the very end of SmackDown. That's true. It seems like they should not be left alone and supervised. <laughs> they can't be trusted. They certainly can't have a bus. What did what did you think about Jimmy's response to seeing Jay? Did he look kind of freaked out? He did look freaked out. I don't think he was ready to see the twin in action. Yeah. I wonder if he felt like a missing part of him had slotted back into place and he didn't realize it. And so it felt like, <gasps> oh, no. I think that's part of it. And I also think that missing part doesn't fit the way it used to. I know. There's it's like rough around the missing, edges. missing chunks. Yeah. <laughs> There's chunks missing from their relationship. It's like trying to put your blown out appendix back in your body. It just, it doesn't really oh, work. 
<laughs> and it kind of poisons you a little bit. It's not good. Um, <laughs> so, you know, first it's Jay that we realize it's not just him. Ooze. Cody is here too. Um, the fans were very into singing Cody's music. It was magical. It's like, it's getting bigger and bigger every week. Mm -hmm. It was crazy. Um, so everybody pretty much goes over the top rope except Cena. He faces off against Solo. This is a whole thing going back mm -hmm. and forth. And it ends with uh, JD McDonough getting beaten like a pinata. Oh, it was beautiful. I just wrote down, I'm really enjoying McDonough getting beaten up by everyone. <laughs> that was like this the last thing man. I said about the match. This poor man. Um, and we leave with like, Jim just can't believe it. Jim is overwhelmed when we leave the show yeah. for the week. I had a thought. I So I completely forgot that uh, Crown Jewel is coming up, like that it was even a thing. Like I don't I was think like, I knew either. I, I They haven't really been advertising it. And then like, yeah. also I was like, well, November's next, so Survivor Series. So I was like, is this going to be some kind of Survivor Series preview? Or, like, are they... Are they going to have a match? Because I feel like my my spouse is always saying, he's like, well, the the uh, SAG, the SAG after a strike, John Cena tour continues. <laughs> like, he's on I mean, wrestling that's correct. he can't act. So, <laughs> And I think I think at the press conference after Fastlane, like dad kind of acknowledged that, right? Like he's going to be with us while he can't be oh, okay. doing his other work, you know, so enjoy it while it lasts. Did you watch the whole press conference? I didn't. I've just seen little bits of okay. it. I think I watched so much of one part of the press conference <laughs> that now Instagram thinks I am very interested in wrestling uh, press conferences. That's fair. Yeah. It was worth it. Did you have anything else about SmackDown before we transition into Fastlane? No, I didn't. That was really good. Thank you for that. Thank you for naming me in. You're welcome. So we talked a little bit about um, our overall perceptions of Fastlane. And I think mm -hmm. yours was that you weren't as wowed as you have been with some of the recent pay-per-views. Did you want to say a little more about that? Um, so like overall, overall, I liked the pay-per-view. Like I thought mm -hmm. it was, you know, it was really enjoyable. But I feel like a couple of the matches just were not interesting to me. Yeah. And so not even like, not even, I think I felt so disinterested in kind of like the premise of the match that like, I let it get in the way of me even being like, this is good. I mean, there's good wrestling. It was good wrestling all night, but I just like, didn't care about the stories. I feel bad. I can see that. You shouldn't feel bad. It's there to entertain you, not for you to give it, you know, your excitement. You're the one who's supposed to receive the delight here. Oh, thank you. I mean, I think for me, a couple of the last pay-per-views, I was like, oh, I don't really know how excited I am about this. And I ended up being very excited. This time I felt like I really knew what I was getting going in. So mm -hmm. I didn't have that moment of like, oh. Yeah. I think that's fair. I mean, that makes sense to me. Before we get into the wrestling, um, there's something I really want to mention, and it's Corey Graves and his suit. This is the, so I wrote down a note as well. Um, Corey, what is that suit? That was like the black and pink one, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah, like two shades of pink and black. Awful. Not a winner. 
Nope. He is someone who has the potential to look very dapper, but he goes too far sometimes. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't like it. Sometimes he really hits the nail on the head and sometimes it's just like he gets hit on the head with a hammer. I think he lacks the sort of fashion fearlessness of Seth Rollins. And he needs to find his place with something that is like a little more daring, but not that daring. Like ask the street profits to take you shopping. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let them help you. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Not Imperium street profits. No, don't let Imperium help you. He'll be very oily. Mm -hmm. You don't need that. (laughs) So this pay-per-view kicks off with something that I was expecting to come later in the card. We got started with Cody Rhodes and Jey Uso versus Damian Priest and Finn Balor for the tag team titles. And like, now that I think about it, this match happening when it did puts the press conference into more perspective for me. Yes. Because I was like, geez, I didn't think it was that far after, but like they started the night out. So they had hours to hang out. Yes. Um, They shouldn't be given hours to hang out again one and done oh grown men they're hilarious so um i really enjoyed this match Mm -hmm. i i had some strong feelings about what i wanted but i also was conflicted i also really didn't know what would happen um for me a highlight was when jay sort of did the rico suave slap on damien um he spit in his hand yeah he got he got real into it i was so grossed <laughs> very into it i was like what this is the most jacef energy i think i've ever seen <laughs> it was hard jacef energy it was a lot um yeah. tell me what you think about this match walk me through it i really enjoyed it i mean i don't i the matches that I really enjoyed for the night, like I sat and watched, I, I did make a few comments like you about the slap in the face. Yeah. Um, I'm really happy about the outcome. Um, I obviously, like you had predicted, right? There was fuckery, right? Of course, like Judgment yes, Day is going to come out and do some things. JD McDonough, ugh, um, hitting Damien in the knees with the briefcase was like so my hard. favorite moment. It was so amazing. Like, again, the curse of the briefcase, like, just keeps following them around. Like, yes. Rhea hit Jay with it, but Jay was like, uh uh-uh. uh. And, you know, mm-hmm. then McDonough hit Damien, and it was just <laughs> so bad. Um, there was a moment when Cor- uh, Corey Cody did a- the crossroads on the announce desk. It was freaking nuts. It looked horrible. I was just like, Mm -hmm. oh, somebody's dying. That was the most brutal crossroads I have ever seen in my life. (laughs) It was was so bad. So there was also, there's another great moment in this match where uh, Jay and Rhea have a little moment. Oh, yes. I didn't write it down. Mm -hmm. I think, oh, yeah, I did write down that they were flirting, but I was just like, my, my mouth was hanging open. They are very cute together. I know it's really funny. I really appreciate it. Um, I love that Jay and Cody already have a shared go home move. 
I know. It's so cute. I find it hilarious that they're just calling it the Cody D1. Yeah. It's like, that's lazy, but you know what? It's <laughs> fine. You had to throw it together and it's really great. So they did. Yeah. It, it doesn't have a, it, there's nothing like, it does not have a nice ring to it, as they say. No. And uh, ultimately, Cody and Jay are crowned our new tag team champions. Did you think they were going to win? I can't remember I what you wanted, predicted. I, re I predicted them and I really wanted them to win, but I was also like, ah, I don't know. Yeah. So. Well, I guess then this is kind of part one of what Rhea's plan was, right? Because back in the, I don't know, weeks ago, she's like, yeah, but if they win, that's going to drive a really big wedge between ko and sammy and you know mm -hmm. so it's all coming together it's all getting very complicated um and we as we're leaving you know we see Rhea really lighting into jd so did you see his pants i didn't notice his pants what was up with his pants oh they were so ugly i don't even know i don't know that they had like a camouflage vibe but they were also kind of shiny oh they were so ugly i don't know that they were even officially like camouflage but they were they were terrible and i just made a note like somewhere jimmy is hurting because you know jay is a tag team champion with someone else that is that is painful i'm not gonna lie it had to be painful mm -hmm. keep the drama up dad we like it mm -hmm. we are we are living for this and of course we know that following this if you haven't seen the clips of Jay and Cody at the post fast lane <laughs> press conference. I encourage you to look them up if only for, do you feel him, sir? It possibly my favorite moment. It was like, it was like Jay was just choosing random words and was not actually trying to make yes. sense at all. And like Cody was just trying to like, pretend like he was not drunk at a press conference, even though he was saying that they were, it was amazing. It was, it was truly delightful. Yeah. Um, after this, we have an impromptu Pizza Hut commercial backstage with Wade Barrett, Booker <sighs> T, and Xavier Woods. Very exciting. It was a sneak commercial. Well, and it was also, it was a terrible portent of things to come. <laughs> no, it took me a minute to realize. I was like, God damn it. Another friggin' branded match. Like we complained so much about picture and pizza that now it's just pizza and picture. Well, and then I, <laughs> and then I was like, well, at least it wasn't LA Knight's match. But then, like you know, later LA Knight like rolls up in a Slim Jim car, so like LA Knight cannot escape the branding. I just about died. So we didn't talk about this on SmackDown, but we're gonna circle back just for a moment as we lead into the Street Profits and Bobby Lashley uh, versus the LWO at Fastlane. On SmackDown, um, we had Rey Mysterio and the LWO versus Bobby Lashley and the Street Profits. And um, Bobby Lashley ultimately gets the win and the Street Profits and Bobby look tough AF. Yeah, Bobby had a mean spear. It's uh he folded Ray in half. It's crazy. <laughs> and poor Joaquin Wilde is always just murdered. Like always. He doesn't he doesn't survive anything ever. He's a punishment sponge, right? Like he I just know. soaks it up. Poor guy. I feel bad. And then after that match, we learn that Joaquin and 
Cruz will not be medically cleared to compete at Fastlane. Mm -hmm. So Ray's going to have to make a call. And we don't know who it is. We don't find out. When they said that, did you have an idea of who it might be? No. I don't think there was a thought in my brain. I totally thought it was going to be Dragon Lee. That's who my spouse thought it was going to be. And I was like, that would be sweet because I really like Dragon Lee. Right? Like, he's great. And, I mean, Mm -hmm. they've definitely been circling around each other. So I was like, oh, it's got to be Dragon Lee. I'm not going to lie and say I was disappointed by who it actually was. I was delighted. So now we're back to Fastlane. Um, And it was only a few minutes in that we learned no one out pizzas the hut when it comes to marketing. (laughs) My God. And my husband pointed out it's always Rey Mysterio's matches that get this like wraparound branding with like the ring apron and the barricade. And oh, okay. So I hope Ray's getting a cut of that, you know? Probably not. But maybe, I mean, he's been around long enough that hopefully he's a savvy contract negotiator at this point. What if they were like, we will give you 10%, but you have to come out dressed as a piece of pizza? And he was like, fuck you all. Um, it's funny that you say that two things. One, I was going to say, maybe he just gets free pizza for life. However, (laughs) I said, I'm ready for a giant slice of pizza to come out to be their tag partner. That would have been incredible. It's too bad (laughs) that they hadn't partnered. Was it Domino's that had the Noid? Yes. In the 80s and 90s, like the Noid came out and was their partner. That would have been sweet. It's so funny that you said that because my spouse also said that about it's going to be the noid. So there you go. You, I think it's time. Same brains. You, it's time for you to admit that we're married. <laughs> oh, us? Yeah. I, you keep, then you keep referring to me as your husband. <laughs> I thought you liked it. I thought that was a thing that we did. It's not. I'm sorry. Damn it. I've been I've been waiting to tell you privately, but in public, just like on wrestling. Here we are in front of the kids. <laughs> So it's not a giant piece of pizza, Mm-mm. and it's not um, Dragon Lee. It's Carlito who comes Carlito. out to support the LWO. And he is in good shape. Like, he was doing some, like, didn't he do a kip up at one point? And I was like, dang, yeah. Carlito. Carlito has completely rebuilt his body. I know, it's crazy. He's rugged as hell. Um, He's also like profoundly late in appearing to support his friends like (laughs) yes he is i probably sound like a hypocrite here because as you know i am late to work every single day but the thing is that when i arrive at work my coworkers are not being beaten to death by the (laughs) it department so my timeliness is not quite as critical as carlito's would have been in this situation they did have zelina who took out montez ford which i enjoyed she did. She went right in there with the Meteora. She was not afraid. She was she was she was pulling her weight, her tiny tiny self. She always does. <laughs> She's great. Um and then, you know, I was very surprised that Carlito gets the pin on Montez and he spits in the face of people who don't want to be cool with the LWO. Mhm. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering what this will mean for the Street Profits moving mm-hmm. forward because you know bobby's a very fair weather friend right like he wants to buy them suits and maybe mahi mahi but he's not Mm-mm. it's very conditional on performance so yep 
And uh, we end the segment with uh, Corey and Michael Cole getting some pizza. I was trying to like look to see if, like they were enjoying it. They seemed moderately happy to have some pizza. I mean, I, I like Pizza Hut pizza. I'm not going to lie. So I would have been thrilled, but I also would have gone for those breadsticks. Well, I love breadsticks. So it's funny mm-hmm. because we actually watched this on Sunday morning because uh, we had plans on Saturday evening. So like it's like 10 o'clock or something. And I'm like, man, that pizza, <laughs> pizza Hut commercial worked. <laughs> and so we, we ended up ordering pizza later. <laughs> Okay, you're part of the problem. You are part of the problem. It worked, Dad. It worked. (laughs) After this match, we learn that uh, Jade Cargill showed up today in some wrestling gear, which seemed like a weird choice, but if that's what she's comfortable in. She is an action figure. You know what? If I look like Jade Cargill, I would always go around in my superhero form. I would never wear normal clothes. Uh, she's just like, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do with her. Hopefully they do something with her because they really like to collect people and do nothing with them. So this is one of my concerns. I mean, that's always a concern with dad, but with Jade Cargill, I think she's someone who has a lot of potential, but is not the strongest in ring competitor. She's also not the worst in ring competitor, but I'd love to see them work with her for a while Mm -hmm. and maybe develop her more than they did in AEW. Was she on? Is she going to be on NXT? I bet you she's going to be on NXT. Okay. That'll be my guess. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll. I think it'll be good. Good luck, Jade Cargo. Here's all the best to you. Yeah. So after Jade arrives and Dad greets her earlier in the day, we come back to the present and we have Charlotte Flair versus Oscar versus Io Sky for the women's championship. Hmm um do you think this was the earliest use of the mist that we've ever seen yes i think so it was like 30 seconds or a minute into the match yeah i couldn't believe it and so much like high volume mist like just a lot (laughs) it was it wasn't as much as what we saw later though with shinsuke that's so true there's this there's excess mist everywhere (laughs) it really was very misty um i have some mixed feelings about this one but i wanted to to hear what you thought about it um well i was annoyed that this match was existing in the first place you know we've Mm -hmm. talked about that i'm just like why charlotte um when charlotte got missed it i was pretty excited actually because i was like all right oscar and eo let's do this this is interesting like this is so much fun but um it frustrates me a little bit that like it seems like eo Io didn't want anybody's help, right? She had made that clear, but right. like Bailey still came out and like, it seems to be the case that if Bailey hadn't interfered, Io might not have retained, right? 100%. But I just, I love Io so much. Like I love watching her wrestle and I just want her to win something. I mean, she's a heel, right? But I want her to win something cleanly. Like I, I want her to win because she wins and not because like, you know, something dumb happens. Right. Like, I don't think there's a problem with being a dominant heel who's just exceptional at what you do. I mean, yeah, Gunther is like that, right? Like Gunther doesn't have to cheat to win. Sometimes they do cheat to win because it's convenient, mm-hmm. but he doesn't have to. Right. And I think EO deserves that as well. She's wonderful. Is that kind of how you felt about it all? 
I was very frustrated that Bailey had to come in for the save, and I feel like it's just setting up EO versus Charlotte at the next pay per view where EO will lose her title to Charlotte. And then Charlotte will have another month or two month title rate and then disappear for six months. And it's like, this is frustrating for fans. It is. Dislike. I do too. Yeah. I, I just, I just keep hoping that like dad will do the right thing mm-hmm. and keep the title on EO. Cause I think EO is like really talented and I just feel like she could have a really good run. And I feel like the fans love her. They do. And they really me. want her to fight Asuka. <laughs> yes. Like we just want to see them fight and scream at each other in Japanese. Can you just give us that? <laughs> I know. They're so cool. So after this uh, match was the best and most exciting moment of the night, which you already spoiled. <laughs> LA Knight <Sorry>. arrives <laughs> in the Slim Jim car. He does a little drifting. A little uh, Fast and Furious 3 Tokyo Drift style action. Um, I didn't know who to expect to see getting out of that car. Um, I also liked how they panned in really close. I'm like, did he actually do the drifting or did they just slide him in? (laughs) I know. Well, and there was like kind of a delay before he got out of the car. So I was just like, did they quick have to change seats? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's funny. After his arrival, we have another arrival. Pat McAfee arrives because, of course, he is a former Indianapolis Colt. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, Michael Cole's genuine love for him remains one of the most touching things I've ever experienced in my life. (laughs) Uh, He really wants WrestleMania to be in Indianapolis. Which I guess would be convenient. I mean, we kind of know our way around. Oh, I know. I was was thinking like, oh my gosh, if WrestleMania had been there 15 years ago, Oh, we we probably could have yeah. figured out a way to go. It wouldn't have been as fucking expensive. I mean, it still would have been expensive, would it? But it wouldn't have been like three thousand dollars a ticket expensive. We could have gotten those awful nosebleed seats. Yes, I would absolutely get nosebleed seats for WrestleMania. I mean, it's the only way we're ever going to go. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but yeah, Pat hypes up Indianapolis. He wants mm-hmm. them to get WrestleMania, and then he gives a very special introduction to John Cena. He does. I find these introduction to matches interesting because like mm-hmm. they did that with a was it the last pay-per-view? I think it might have been the last pay-per-view as well or something, but they just kind of introduced them and all of a sudden it's like time for the match and it like kind of yes. confused me. This time I was a little more ready for it. We were um, prepared. Yeah. It was nice. So now we've got John Cena and Los Angeles Knight versus Jim Uso and Solo Sokoa and uh Solo is so over it. So over it. (laughs) And Jimmy is just like, don't worry, I got this. (laughs) So like nonchalant and just like, like sinisterly happy-go-lucky. I don't really know how to to phrase it, but. For someone who gets punked out daily, Jim has so (laughs) much confidence in Jim. He believes in himself. I think that's really nice. I do too, honestly. I think it's sweet. Nothing's going to break his stride. Nobody's going to slow him down. Oh, no. I also thought that Jim was wearing like kind of a, a classic Torrid outfit to the ring. Was this the um the tunic? Yes, the bright colored skinny jeans with a tunic yeah. with a weird unnecessary detail with those zippers at the side. I would wear that tunic, though. You would look great in it. I don't support unnecessary zippers. 
Well, it's more the length. I like a tunic. I get it. It's for fupa it. protection. And you know, maybe that's why he likes it too. <laughs> He's got to protect the fupa. We all have to look out for our fupas. <laughs> um, I thought it was interesting that this match was largely John Cena getting owned for a hundred years. <laughs> it really was. Um, I the the match kind of turned out how I expected it to turn out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. I don't ever really expect John Cena to lose at this point no. in his career. Um, my favorite part though, my, and the most unexpected part was after the match. I know. Tell us more. So like, there's this moment, right? Where John Chena's like, you did a great job, buddy. I want to shake your hand. Yeah. And you think LA is going to be like, fuck you, you know, cause he's like, no, 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 no. You know, he does that thing. Not yet. And then he acknowledges John Cena as being a champ. It was really sweet. It was a really nice moment. We got to see the softer side of Los Angeles. Yep. You know, Cena got his flowers from this dude who has not always been grateful for his mentorship. So mm -hmm. very nice I moment. Like I agree. I don't know that we'll ever see another moment like that from LA Knight, but it was nice while it lasted. I think he struggles to be vulnerable, you know, like so many of us do. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. Um, after this, we've got the Judgment Day backstage, and um, Damien really wants to cash in, but he's also limping pretty bad because new team member J.D. McDonough did not do such a good job. <laughs> earlier so Rhea talks some sense into him did you think this is how it would go that he would not make a cash in attempt because I really was sold that he would this segment pissed me off so much Ooh, say more because well it was like such a ruiner of like fun suspense because it was like yeah he's got the briefcase maybe right. he'll cash in tonight why have a segment where it's like dude you're not cashing in tonight like, I don't know if they were trying to make it look like, like, ooh, maybe he still will. I don't know. But it's like, why even bother with that? Just, like, leave the mystery there instead of just having the segment where Rhea's like, no, you're not ready. And you want to be ready before you do it. Like, this weird teen sex talk. I, it, it was just very <laughs> upsetting. Damien, there's nothing wrong with cashing in your briefcase. But you should only cash it in when you're ready. Mm -hmm. and with a really special person yes both of so you should I'm... be consenting which i mean i guess that means he's never going to be able to cash it in yeah with someone who makes you feel special someone that you think is special um i kind of thought like oh they're gonna say he's not gonna do it and then he's gonna break free from the group and like go do it and then they're yeah. gonna be pissed at him but that's not what happened so that's what i was hoping for because i was like okay well they closed one door so like maybe it'll still he'll just kick it open mm -hmm. but uh no no dice so after this we have probably the most exciting fast-paced interesting <laughs> part of the pay-per-view where the brawling brutes play with a WWE monster truck backstage. It was so awkward. Like, like the dumb product placement they're doing right now is just yeah. so terrible. Like, honestly, though, I will take this over the bullshit commercials. They will just stick in the middle of a pay-per-view. Like, I right. remember when I first saw like a Snickers commercial, I think years ago, I was so mad because I'm like, 
I'm paying for this dumb content on this dumb channel. Like, don't give me commercials. That's infuriating. And I, I mean, I do think this was okay. One thing I want to give the brutes credit. They really threw themselves into playing with that monster truck. They did bless their best. Um, I guess I do prefer it to the Pope's exorcist match at WrestleMania. Sidebar, we find this match. Yeah, remember? Oh, um, <laughs> they did all <laughs> like the candles and the dramatic music. Sidebar, yeah. we did just recently see the Pope's Exorcist. Oh, how is it? Stupid. I hundred percent recommend it. That was Russell Crowe, right? It was Russell Crowe, and oh, his man. Italian accent is flawless. Oh, yes, flawless. <laughs> okay, good. I'm putting it on the list. Amazing. Did you stream it? We did stream it. Yes. Where'd you stream it from? Oh gosh. Is it on the cock? I'm not sure. <laughs> I know we didn't pay for it. So I'm thinking okay. it's probably on Peacock. Okay. I'll have to I'll look back to you. Amazing. Very dumb. Very fast. Very quick. Not a long movie. Oh, okay. Yes. Set, set up for a sequel. So, you know. <laughs> Great. Pope's Exorcist 2, Electric Popaloo. It's coming your way. <laughs> 2026. So after uh, this scintillating moment, we come into our main event and we've got uh, Shinsuke Nakamura versus, this is fascinating. This match is against Seth Rollins, but do you know what I wrote down as the header for this section? Reth Solins. AJ Styles. <laughs> Amazing. Apparently, I was thinking about AJ. <laughs> Was there like a flash of glossy hair and you thought it's AJ? Maybe. Maybe I saw some shiny hair and I thought that the earth really is shaped like a cookie. And then mm -hmm. here we are. Doesn't take so much. I thought that Shinsuke had this sort of Elvis Presley by way of an angel and a Christmas pageant look going. Yeah. I loved his fancy white outfit. Mm -hmm. I he did too. Beautiful. I, I thought Seth looked insane. Seth looked like he was part of a bow tie with macaroni arms. That's like all I could see. Yes. Like the coat. Like the pants were fine, but the coat was like crazy macaroni arm bow tie suit. I said it was this kind one does of like, not hit for me. It was like that one Nightmare on Elm Street movie where Freddie has like the accordion arms. Seth had the accordion <laughs> yes. arms. Yes. It was like he got wadded up in a wrapper and thrown away, and this is what he looked like. <laughs> I was very strange. It was weird. Um this match <laughs> lived up lived up to my expectations i mean we had a lot of weapons we had freaking nunchucks we learned that shinsuke is proficient in the nunchucks yeah that was cool as hell although it must have hurt so bad getting hit yeah. by those oh my god yeah. um very big highlight for me is when seth comes over and clears off the announce desk and grave sings this is what i expected <laughs> I didn't hear him. I did hear him say that Shinsuke was interested in exploring the limits of Seth's anatomy. So. Oh, <laughs> I might have been stuck on that one. <laughs> didn't hear I mean, anything I, else. I'm interested in that for them, too. Like, go for <laughs> it, guys. Damien's not going to shoot his shot. You might as well see what you can make happen. They were talking so much about, like, Corey especially was like, if Seth, you know, even blinks weirdly, his back is going to buckle yes. and he's going to be dead. Like, it was just so, like, over the top. So and I was stupid. like, okay, we get it, guys. Like, we know this is about his back. 
Seth Rollins' back is made of tissue paper and crackle glass, and it's held together with the prayers of a thousand children. But they're not praying tonight. <laughs> Shinsuke Nakamura killed them. He killed all of them. It's a bloodbath. That's it. Wasn't actually mist that he sprayed gallons of out of his mouth. It was the blood of the innocents. Oh, that's amazing. What did you What did you think about this one? Tell me your thoughts. It was a hell of a match. Um, yeah. Like it really scared me many times. Like matches like this always scare me. Like I always yeah. get frightened. There. Like just any time they were on that fucking ladder, I was just like, someone's mm -hmm. gonna die horribly. Like it. It was an exciting match. It was a stressful match. Um, I don't love the ending because I was really hoping that Shinsuke would win. Um, me too, and it, I felt like he should have based on the kind of way the match went like, yes. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't want this to be the end of it though. And I feel like it is. Yeah. I feel like, so it ended my husband was like, I think Shinsuke has got to go away for a little while, Aww. you know, like, cause what is he, he didn't get it done. Yeah. It's kind of weird if he keeps going after Seth, but then like on Monday we see that's not really what he's doing and it's like, oh, mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure what the plan is for him. I've just really enjoyed this story so much and but I guess they can't really keep it going, right? Because the whole reason they got to this point was Seth being obsessed with the fact that Shinsuke didn't want to fight him. Right. So like and I don't know. Would Shinsuke be like, okay, I do want to fight you. Rematch. But they've done it twice. Seth has won twice. I Yeah. It's you know, it's we're not in a rubber match situation, so No. Well, do you have anything else you'd like to say about Fastlane before we move on? Overall, I really enjoyed Fastlane. Um mm -hmm. I think, you know, past pay-per-views have hit like every match so hard that like yes. this one felt like a letdown, but it was still a, a really good pay-per-view. Yeah, I would I would give it high marks. Great wrestling. So so product placement. Yeah. Well, with that last zoom, uh, shall we zoom <laughs> on into Raw? Yeet. Yes. Absolutely. Yeet. So um <laughs> Yeet. Seth has upgraded his look. For Raw, he is now a slutty rave checkerboard. I know. Amazing. I actually loved his outfit on Raw. I thought it was great. I absolutely I loved really it. Did. I felt like he couldn't really walk very well in those shoes, though. Yes. It was like, oh boy, you're having a hard time. But can I back up just a hot second? Yeah, of course. Did you hear the song they were playing in the package that they showed right before this? It was like, I should have written down the lyrics because they were really dumb. It was super duper oh dumb gosh. song. Was it the fast lane song or was it something else? No, it was like some kind of like slow emo song. Oh, no, but like I don't remember. emotional lyrics. Mm. I God, I can't remember what it was. Damn, I should have written it down. All I just was like, boy, the song they're playing during the summary is bad. So. <laughs> Not a top choice. No. Well, Seth is in very much pain, but mm -hmm. pain don't hurt. And he's mm -hmm. going to be a fighting champion but he also kind of loves the idea of not having to fight on monday yeah this narrative that he's has going of like i don't give a shit how fucked up my back is i'm gonna wrestle till i die like 
I'm just like, I can't get on board with it. Like, I don't know why, because he's always talking about his kid. And I'm like, dude, you realize that, like, if you're dead, you don't get to spend time with your kid or take care of your kid. Look, if Seth Rollins believes in a glorious afterlife, who am I to tell him that that's not happening for him? It's none of my business. Yeah, maybe that's why you thought it was AJ Styles. Maybe. Um, I also, like... It defies believability, right? Because, mm-hmm. you know, we learned on Friday that after a beatdown, Cruz del Toro and Joaquin Wilde could not compete at Fastlane. Yeah. But we are to believe that Seth is medically cleared with a severely broken back that is one yeah. little cracked vertebrae crumbling away from his death. It's, a, it's the classic WWE logic. <laughs> Yes, and I I know we've been trying not to question it, but I have to question it here because it's driving me insane. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fucking make Dad make it make sense. Dad, work harder on this one. This one needs Seriously. some workshopping. Come on, buddy. Um, what doesn't need any workshopping is Drew's insistence that we're not going to drink, we're not going to sing, we're not going to dance, we're gonna do some fighting. Um, but then he also is like, Seth, I don't. I don't want to fight you right now. I want to fight you when you're at your very best. So I guess in like nine to 12 months after he's had spinal (laughs) surgery. I don't know how long. And well, then there's like, you know, the PT after it. So I'm thinking a good two years away. Right? Like I will see you at WrestleMania in 2027, my dude. I don't think anyone Um, thought this out. So Drew is being very lawful evil yes yes he is very much so just like no i want to take your title but i'm gonna follow the rules and i was like well good job drew (laughs) i think that's very apt like he is gonna do this by the numbers down the line Mm -hmm. and we're gonna see them at crown jewel in saudi arabia and i mean that's great for seth because titles don't really change hands in saudi arabia so (laughs) Yeah, I need to. Do you know what date that is? I'm looking it up right now. I sure don't. Um, let's see. Um, um November fourth. So just a few okay. weeks away. Just around the river bend. Just around the river bend. Yeah. Uh, Seth also does something not so cool during this segment where he brings up the three man band, and it's like, geez, Seth, you don't have to. You have to hurt his feelings. I know. It's I, a lot, although maybe, you know, Heath Slater and Ginger Mahal felt seen in that moment. Oh, he's yeah. got kids. He's got kids. He needs his job. Um, so while Drew wants Seth at his best, uh, Damien does not. Damien Priest has no problem attacking <laughs> him from behind. Yes. He doesn't care about doing the right thing he just wants to cash in and dirty dom appears with the briefcase but your boy drew gets involved what happens well he's like not on my watch (laughs) he chucks it like 80 yards through the back i was like waiting for it to break the light wall in the back i was like boy drew you really you really threw that hard buddy but you know it's like it's like he's like no no one's gonna get in the way of my chance absolutely not I do think that watching him take the briefcase and yeet it away from Dom <laughs> is like watching the biggest high school senior take a kindergartner's lunchbox and throw it over the fence behind the school. Yeah. It was very big brother energy that Drew it had was right mean. then. 
Yeah. I mean, big um, brother energy. So, you know, this ends in an unsurprising way. Damien is outraged, gives chance Seth gives Seth a chance. God, I can't do anything tonight. To defend himself, he knocks Damien out and uh that's that. Another opportunity averted. Mhm. Very sad. Yeah, I'm I feel like it's going to be at something big. Ugh, I hope he doesn't cash in at Crown Jewel. I I really hope not to because I feel like it won't work because nothing happens. I like cashing in and not winning is like the saddest thing in the world. It makes me so upset. So I just really need him to win when he cashes in. Yeah, I think Damien needs something good. You know, he's really been through it. He de- he deserves something good. Mm-hmm. He does. And not just because he's tall and good looking, but for those reasons also. Mm-hmm. 100%. Mm-hmm. So jumping ahead a little bit. Uh we go backstage and Byron is there with Shinsuke and I only have like two things of note <laughs> about this. I think you know what they are. One, Shinsuke's suit is fantastic. Yeah, he's great. And then, you know, Byron is like, oh, you came up short. Shinsuke is not impressed with that. <laughs> and uh, Ricochet is not impressed with Shinsuke because he runs out to fight him and calls him a piece of crap. It was like the most basic insult. Like, they never use stuff like that in WWE. Just, hey, you piece of crap. <laughs> so good. I mean, it's literally like a vacation Bible school insult. <laughs> it really is. It's amazing. It was it was the best. Um, Ricochet is a little bit of a dork. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, he is a little dorky. I, it's, it's endearing, though. It is. I love that for him. Um, right after this, we have what I'm assuming is your favorite wrestling moment of the week. In which Damien Priest uh, is caught mid-murder of J.D. McDonough. Yeah, that was amazing. Choking him out and in his life. I'm just really, like, I I don't see a future in which Damien Priest accepts McDonough for anything. And I don't either. Fine if he disappears because he keeps fucking up. I mean, I think it's more likely that we see a future in which Damien exits the Judgment Day. Well, we keep we keep waiting for it to happen. I know it's not what I want either. I'm not trying to hurt you. I just it's fine. It'll be fine. It will be. We can't know the future, right? right. So, um it turns out that uh finn actually defends damien for once which is very nice he yells at yeah, jd yeah i love and that he, he and Rhea went to pierce and got rematches for them for the tag titles yeah i thought that was really nice i don't understand nice. how any of this works either but like who decides because they'll be like you had your chance goodbye and then they're like oh yeah you totally get a rematch like i just i'm so curious about the decision making father i Oh, it feels really wrong to call him father. I don't know why. <laughs> wrong. Anyway, <laughs> father, please think about what you're doing. <laughs> um, Rhea is also not happy with JD, so she assigns him a very unfortunate task where he needs to prove himself by taking care of Drew. That goes really well. It's, uh, yeah. More on that later. <laughs> 
So after this, we've got some ladies action. We've got Raquel Rodriguez versus Nia Jax, where we play this dumb game where we pretend that Raquel can't lift Nia. And I'm like, she can probably deadlift a building. Okay. That shtick bugs me for a number of reasons. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, can we just stop pretending? Like, oh my God, Nia Jax is so heavy. Nobody can lift her. It's just like, okay, dudes, let's not. Just so stupid. They expect you to have the memory of an amoeba too, because we know smaller women have lifted her. Yeah, I mean, yeah, anyway. It's like, who was it? I can't remember if it was a fast lane or somewhere else, but John Cena was like struggling to hoist someone and it was obviously bullshit. And it's like, I remember him picking up the big show. Okay. Like, I know, I know he's older now, but yeah, maybe his knees just aren't what they used to be. They're just not, you know, he's like all of us, time is taking its toll. Ugh, it really um, unfortunately for Raquel, Rhea shows up mm-hmm. to get some vengeance and she has the cutest little piggy tails. It's so cute. Working on that wedding hair. So precious. Um, I'm assuming they're going to have to wait like two years to grow it all out, but you know, God bless her. I hope she figures it out. Yeah, maybe um, she has really fast growing hair and we just don't know it. Maybe. And then Shayna Baszler, never one to be left out, also comes out to attack mm-hmm. Naya. Mm-hmm. And she ends up punking out Rhea and Naya before mm-hmm. she, you know, is done. So, so this is interesting to me. Shayna and Rhea are interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Love it. I don't give a shit about the other stuff that's happening. Or, you know, I still like Raquel and Rhea, but. Absolutely. Like Shayna and Rhea, I don't. Have we have have we seen them yet really i don't think we've seen that at any length no and i feel like you know shana's getting a lot more play now that ronda's gone and i like it it's nice to see i agree that's how i feel as well and i am very interested to see what uh happens and we're not gonna have to wait that long because they're gonna duke it out at the season premiere for all season premiere premiere season's the best for sure it, it is um after this we go back to drew and (laughs) seth backstage and seth is a little hurt he's hurt that drew acted like a good bro but did not really help him only made sure that damien couldn't cash in and drew's like yeah that's exactly it i don't give a shit about anybody but drew i am also gonna stand here in brood shirtless while i wait for seth rollins to show up sometimes that's what you have to do That man loves to be shirtless as much as possible. He does, but he also likes to be leather jacketed and shirtless. Yeah, I can only imagine the, the, uh, what is the word? Not status. Oh, the word's not gonna, what the Conditioned? inside of the jacket is like. Conditioned. Oh my God. Thank you. Good Lord. I can only imagine what the condition of the inside of that jacket is. I, I'm gonna guess damp very damp and very fragrant pungent if you will Mm. (laughs) no thank you so drew is basically anti-numbers games and he's pro drew and that's pro locker room in his mind so i guess drew is sort of thinking of himself as a man of the people but like an unwilling man of the people I found that really interesting, like the kind of jump he made from like, I'm tired of helping people out to I'm trying to save the entire locker room. (laughs) Like, that's a bit of a change of heart, my dude, but I think it's fun. I think he's trying to make 
a case for self-interest mm -hmm. instead of just really embracing his self-interest. It's like, just do you, Drew. Just do you. Mm -hmm. But that's not who he is. I guess not. Um, a little bit later, we are joined in the ring. Michael Cole is here to interview the undisputed press conference champions, mm -hmm. Jay Uso and uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody has reached a new level of fashion crisis in this. Yeah, segment. I remember not liking this suit. The suit was bad and the tie did not work. It's a bad color suit. I remember that being like, that's just a weird drab color and not it's like there's okay drabs. This is not an okay drab. Yeah, this isn't like just a soft gray that blends into the background. This is offensive. It was it was bad. Um, what's not bad is that like Jay is so happy to be here. I know he. I don't know if you saw it on Instagram. At some point, he posted like a video of him doing his like arms arms up and down thing that he does, and it was set to some song. It wasn't like his intro music. Not it. I only yeah. listened to like five seconds of it. And like his little caption was, I'm a vibe. Oh, like, yes, you oh my God. I know I was so excited for him. I'm like, other wrestling news. And I only saw one article about this, so I can't say that it's like absolute truth, but it was that Jay's merchandise is selling really well. Yes. And everyone is feeling like it was a very good decision to give him a solo push. Mm -hmm. And also this is something that I thought was interesting, and this is the part that I, I can't verify, but I thought it was neat. Apparently, what sells best out of all the merchandise is the general WWE merchandise. So it's not like Triple H oh. is the top seller or the Usos are the top seller, but like if you combine all like the Raw shirts, the SmackDown shirts, the pay-per-view shirts, things like that. Mm -hmm. Those tend to be the top seller wow. just by aggregate, I guess. But according to this article, Cody is outselling that. Wow. With his merchandise. So Still. I think putting putting them together is a, a very financially wise decision. That's true. And the minute we get a D1 Cody t-shirt, it is going <laughs> on my willing and ready body. There's so many like fun shirts that I want to buy. Like, I know. there's a shirt that doesn't exist. KO shirt that he had on. It doesn't it, like a oh, version no. of that exists on the store, but it's the Dream Team. Yeah. Um, and so I don't know if that shirt's going to be available because I absolutely want to buy that shirt. Sometimes I have noticed they come the week after you see them because Ooh. the little chibi shirt for the Judgment yeah. Day. That was a week after they premiered it okay it was available so don't give up little star it's coming yeah you. i'm just gonna keep checking because that is a fun shirt i love it yeah um michael cole gets really mean in this segment <laughs> i mean he's like all of a sudden serious journalist irl i don't know what's going on there i mean he does have a journalism degree from syracuse university so i does he really he does, yeah. I think a broadcasting Aww. degree, not a journalism degree, but that's fun. Um, and he's basically like, "So, what about finishing the story, Cody?" And like, <laughs> do you think you want to be tag champs because you're afraid of letting people down? It. He was like 
interviewing and trying to do therapy. I don't know what he was up to. And I I thought, you know, Cody played it off really well by looking extremely hurt in an expression (laughs) that said nothing so much as, I'm not an inveterate people pleaser, Michael, fuck off. It was just like, can't you let me enjoy this for five minutes, Cole? And Cole's like, no, finish the story, Cody. (laughs) Like, I've just been hanging out with my friend Jacef, and I want to feel some Cody stuff energy. You know, that's all I want. I want to be in feeling himself for a couple days. Yeah, and he deserves it, I think. They both do. He absolutely did. Cole was a mood killer. I know. Um, and then then that jerk says, you know, like your dad was real close to winning a championship too, huh? And it's I like, know. Cole. How many cards are we gonna how many times are we gonna play this card? Forever, I, I just, guess. It was like, look, you don't have to be the Regina George in the story. <laughs> no, you don't. Okay? You don't amazing um but before cody can be like geez michael that's extremely hurtful why don't you go sit in a ditch in the rain ko and sammy appear and something kind of funny happens did you notice um i maybe i'm not sure they played sammy's uh bloodline music oh so okay i I heard the music and I was like, I recognize that, but I couldn't remember why I recognized it. And then Sammy was like, boy, I haven't heard that in a minute or whatever. Why do you think they did that? I think it was an accident because when he came out the next time they played his regular music. Yeah. I think that's a really strange, but funny accident. <laughs> I know. Ooh, Freudian slip. Cause when it happened, I was like, Ooh, this means something. And then I was like, Oh no, it doesn't. I just... <laughs> know. You know, that was immortal weird. words. In the immortal words of Hannah Montana, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody Aww. has those days. Um, what do you what do you think about what happens here? Tell me, tell me your feelings and your thoughts. Um, it kind of went how I expected it would go, right? Like those are our titles. We want those titles. Ko's just really mad about everything. Everything. Sammy's like, I love you, but I want my title, brah. Um, yes. and I mean, they, they challenge, right? So I, I feel yes. like I, this feels like a natural conclusion or a natural progression of this story to me. It got me right in my feels because what I really want is a universe in which they can both be tag team champions. Like, both oh, that teams. would be fun. That world doesn't exist. They could be quad champions. They could split it up, right? So everybody gets a belt. Freebirds rules. Freebirds rules. Ultimate face faction and Kevin mm-hmm. Owens. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that, you know, Cody's like, we're all friends here, bros. And then the minute they're done, KO leaves because he is not friends and he just no. wants to go home. I thought it was funny. Cody was like, okay, we're going to accept for tonight, but we don't even have to wait. Let's fight tonight. <laughs> it's like Cody right here. still drunk. What a fight in my ugly suit. But it was not to be. No. Um, A little later in the show, we've got a triple threat match for the number one contender for the Intercontinental title, which brings us Bronson Reed, Ricochet, and Chad Gable in competition. Um... Now, on the way to this happening, Ricochet comes out and Shinsuke's like, I hate you. Let's Mm -hmm. fight. Beats Mm -hmm. him up. 
but he still makes it to the ring. Um, so I have some very complicated feelings about this match. Um, go ahead. Cause I'm, I'm thinking I have feelings about it, but I would like to hear your feelings. So first of all, that full Nelson suplex onto Bronson Reed was nuts. A lot of the wrestling in this match was nuts. Yeah. And Ricochet and Chad should be together forever fighting. I know. They're awesome. Um, The whole thing was really good. But, like, you know, you're talking about Cody Rhodes' story. What about Chad Gable's story? I know. It's compelling and people fucking love it. Yes. Like, he's fighting his way back to the top, but there's so many shitty obstacles in his way. And why does Bronson Reed have to be one of them? Can we also talk about Bronson Reed real quick? Have you noticed the subtle name change they've made? So they just call him Big Bronson Reed all the time. That doesn't make him more interesting, gang. It's like, you know, man with hair, Bronson Reed. It's just like a qualifier. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't make him shinier. It doesn't make him any more interesting. Like, I don't give a fuck about what Bron, I can barely remember his first name half the time. There's so many Bron variations. There's too many. In WWE, I'm like, can we please stop? Somebody please needs stop. to be Ted. You know, I'm sorry. It's just the way it is. Bron and Ted's excellent adventure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, so yeah, Ricochet and Chad, great. Let's please continue Chad's story. Please. Yeah. Like, do something interesting with Ricochet. But like, I don't know. Like, now Bronson Reed has a title shot. And if he wins, I'm going to quit everything forever. Here's the only thing I can accept about this is that they know they're not going to change the title in Saudi Arabia. So they're going to have him versus Gunther in Saudi Arabia. And then my boy, Chad Gable is going to get his shot. I hope so. That's, that's what I'm hoping for. Real quick thought. What do you think are the odds that um what's his face his name was just in my brain and it completely left will show up at crown jewel logan paul oh gosh i hope not but it's it's a good chance we haven't seen him in a while and people want to see him for whatever reason well in saudi arabia is always about star power right it's about like who people want to see and he was at the last one Yep. So I they seem to do these like every few months. Why are they doing it? They just did it in like May. I think they agreed to do two a year. Okay. Yeah. So. Okay. I know. Uh, One last thing about this match. Uh, Bronson Reed came to the ring in his grandmother's one piece bathing suit. (laughs) His onesies are always interesting. Always a choice. (laughs) Uh, But you know jumping ahead a little bit uh we have later we do see jd mcdonough uh try to take care of drew that goes very poorly like once again dude cannot do anything right can we please just jettison him um and we see uh backstage that damien's not very impressed with this but ria says that she has an idea and he should trust her yeah we don't ever see what happens after that (laughs) Just it's like, long-term trust it's not today share trust. with the trust. class ria i know i'm like if you are going to pass around notes you need to let us all in oh, after God, this biggest fear what's your biggest fear 
my biggest fear was like passing notes and having like the teacher oh. intercept them and then read them to the class that never yeah. happened but oh my god you know i was afraid of that too but i could never stop oh no of notes. course not of course not um and of course we did get in trouble <laughs> one time for passing notes i think and i was 30 years old. <laughs> we were 30 years old in a phd program and we got in trouble for passing notes and that's that's the energy that this podcast embodies i mean look i now know that i have attention issues so right. i had to do something to pass the time it's like of three things i was absolutely certain one <laughs> i had just met my best friend forever two i should be screened for adhd and three i probably wasn't cut out for a phd program Three hour seminar classes are hard. It was rough. Do you know, do you know what's not hard? What? Seeing great friends like Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa reunited to be interviewed by my favorite husband, Wade Barrett. Yeah, that was a real combination for you. Mm -hmm. It was a lot of fun. I like that they pulled out a bad news joke on him. <laughs> He'll never he liked it too. Out. So, um, <laughs> but then uh imperium comes in and just just wow them. it was bad yeah. it was brutal <laughs> Jesus, right super bad so i I'm... think we know oh sorry no go ahead i'm excited about this because i didn't see them wrestle together um yeah. like i knew of them vaguely uh, mm -hmm. when they were diy so i'm really excited to to see where this goes I think you will really enjoy them together. And I think that they will be a great match for Imperium. So I just anything that's going to keep Johnny around more. I'm happy about because like yeah. he's great and does not get the screen time he deserves. I'm very excited. Looking forward to it. Um, later in the night, we have a NXT women's title match. We've got Becky Lynch versus Tegan Knox. Mm hmm. Um, what do you think of Tegan Knox? I feel like this was our first really extended showing of Tegan Knox. I like her. Um, I, I feel like, I think that she could be a really dynamic wrestler. Like, I don't think she has a ton of personality yet. And I think if she can develop like a little bit stronger presence, mm -hmm. but I feel like she's a good wrestler. Absolutely. The pace was a little slower on this than I expected. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed it, and I'm a big fan of Tegan. I'm excited to see what she does in the future. Mm -hmm. I was so surprised that Natalia did not negatively interfere with this in some way. Shock. I, it's just like her appearing all the time is just so weird and so sus that like, yeah, what is happening? Yeah, I keep expecting it. So maybe it's going to happen. Who knows next, right? Because I mean, they keep right. they keep focusing on Tegan. So, yeah, and I mean, we learned later that Natty's apparently going to get involved in some kind of feud with Piper Niven. And I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't care about this. I, I know Piper had on a little, like a little half shirt. Did you see that? Like, I you did. Didn't really She's get to real see her cute. Whole outfit. I know. I was like, good for you. Please wear mm -hmm. half shirts. You're adorable. It made me what? happy because you don't get to see women in larger bodies wearing half shirts very often. Like rock the crop top, kid. I love it. Absolutely. Thank you. Crop top. I'm keep saying half shirt. Like it's nice. What is? They're the same thing. They're the same thing. I know. I'm just dating myself. I also have really appreciate. There's not much I appreciate about Nia Jax, 
but I'm 99% sure that she used to wear some kind of shaping item under her ring gear. She's not oh, doing that now. She's just living her best life. And I'm like, you know what? Good for you. Yeah. She's straight up one of the like best looking people I've ever seen. She's like she's beautiful. Yeah. She's kind of ethereally beautiful. I don't want to see yeah. her wrestle, but she is very pretty. <laughs> her hair is always perfect, even when she's been fighting. I know. I don't know how she does it. She is one of those people. I'm like, what's it like to be this good looking? <laughs> yeah. There's a few people like that in the world. I'm just like, do you, how do you not just stare at the mirror all day long? That is all I would do. Um, now we've come to a very important transition in the show where I have to switch to my handwritten notes. Oh, okay. Um, but also, I mean, I, I feel like this last third quarter of the show for me is just some of the most delightful stuff that happened the entire time. I agree. Um, we go backstage and we have a little altercation with Jay and Drew. <laughs> um, Drew's not feeling Jay still and Jay is ready to fight. Yeah. But then what happens? <laughs> what happens? Well, the busiest of bodies, Sammy J Zane shows up and is like, Hey guys, everything cool here let me insert myself into the situation because i love everyone especially jay especially jay sammy is like a golden retriever in that he believes he is sincerely welcome and wanted everywhere as someone who has a golden retriever living in her home can confirm right like there's never a time when he's like i should step away this isn't about me no, it's absolutely like, please give me more attention and pets. I will die if I don't have those things. Mm-hmm. So um, I think Jay's a little tough with Sammy here. <laughs> He's like, I appreciate you. I love you. I feel all these complicated feelings for you. But like, it's it's go time, bro. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Sammy for his part is like, yeah. Yeah, it is go time. It is go time. I do love that Jay's like, man, where you come from? <laughs> it's like amazing. Jay's like five seconds away from being like, please don't take this the wrong way, but do you have a place to go ever? <laughs> or do you just like waft around? <laughs> like, do you have a tracker placed on me? What's happening? He just likes to keep an eye on Jay. <laughs> Watch over him. Such a busy body. Sometimes he watches him sleep. It's a lot. The neighborhood old lady. Or Edward Cullen. So true. Um, What follows this little backstage interlude is, I think, my favorite thing. One of the strangest things I've ever seen. Um, Ludwig Kaiser is, I guess, getting a push or aggressively being made fun of. And I'm not 100% clear on which it is. Um, There's a video package. He's in stained glass. He's in famous works of art. He <laughs> mm-hmm. is living art. He mm-hmm. means Ludwig Kaiser means European elegance. Yep. How did you feel about this? Well, I have a question. Is Ludwig Kaiser getting a push or is it his nipples that are getting a push? Because the there amount was... of like nipple focus in this in this video was alarming. It was the nipple equivalent of a Tarantino foot fest. <laughs> it was it was um i thought it was amazing i loved it and thought it was hilarious like i didn't love all the nipple stuff but like 
There's a lot. When wrestlers can make fun of themselves like this, it makes me really happy. So good. It sort of reminded me of in Nacho Libre where he's going to fight this guy, <laughs> Ramses. It's like Ramses' hands <laughs> are number one. Ramsey's legs are number one, but it was just like Ludwig's nipples are number one. Ludwig's <laughs> nipples are number one. That's Guess what else comparison. is number one? Nipples. <laughs> um, but then Nacho. my other. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you are okay. My other favorite part of this is when we cut back to the ring because Sammy and KO have been chilling for a little while. And KO says to Sammy, What the hell was that? <laughs> I, I can't help but wonder, like, he didn't know that was happening, and that was KO's actual reaction. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I always love when you come back from a commercial to KO, because he's going to be yeah. doing something suspect, saying something rude. He has no idea anyone can hear them. <laughs> the best. He's like, oh, there's a microphone nearby? Oh, it's weird. Whoops. Anyway, what the hell was that? Um, This brings us to our main event between Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, Cody Rhodes, Jey Uso. Mm -hmm. uh, Cole really talks up the Sami and Jay connection. Yes. Uh, revealing himself to be what I have coined as a Jane shipper. Ooh, Jane. I like it. I think at one time I said jammy, which is not as good. I kind of like Jamie. I'm not going to lie. Jane is better. It's simpler. What, what did you experience emotionally during this match? Cause for me, it was a lot. It was all over the place. It was all over the place. Um, to me, it mostly felt, it, it, it mostly had red flashing letters that just said messy bitches. Ahoy. Yes. Um, yes. It was like heated and slappy at one point and like very, it was just very emotional like mm -hmm. it ran the gamut from like ooh, oh no and then ah so i i really enjoyed the whole the whole segment it was really it was exactly the wrestling i expected right like yes i wasn't expecting like bad match at all but like they really did the emotional element really well it was one of those things where i i knew what i purchased I opened mm -hmm. the package and it was exactly what I purchased and my satisfaction was 10 of 10. Exactly. This is the best experience. It's like when you get the best McDonald's French fries. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, there were some great moments in this. Like we came back from a commercial break and Wade Barrett was like telling tales out of school. Like KO's mad at Sammy because he wouldn't cheap shot Cody during the commercial yes! break. He was like, you all missed it, ladies. <laughs> bunch of messy bitches up in here not getting it done spill um, the tea wade ko does this pie face to jay at one point that is just like amazing he just like mm -hmm. pie faces him mm -hmm. um then he does a mockery of jay's dance and like the most <laughs> delighted suck it i have ever seen in my life yeah he was really into it um they have a soup. I felt like some of the strongest moments were KO and Jay because they were just like going. Yeah. I really love their super kickoff. And it reminded yes, me. Yes, there were so many super kicks. So many flawless super kicks. And it reminded me of a video I saw today where it was some kind of segment with dad and Shawn Michaels. 
and The Undertaker, and they were kind of like razzing on Shawn Michaels about the prevalence of the super kick because that was his finisher. Right. And dad called the super kick the millennial DDT. <laughs> Which really pleased me. What a grumpy Gen Xer. Oh, it was wonderful. Um, it was just a great match. It was just a really <laughs> great match. It really was. And then the ending was also, I think, pretty great. So my spouse was convinced that um, KO was going to turn on Sammy. Yeah, I was and, too. And, we are so and I was insane. like, no, it's not going to happen. It can't happen. And it you didn't happen. And in fact, it was it was really beautiful. Um, it was no surprise that Sammy would shake hands with everybody because, mm -hmm. you know, everyone is his friend. But uh, Jay and KO hug. And it's like an intense, hard pull-in hug. Brothers don't shake hands. Brothers, Brothers got a hug. hug. <laughs> it was awesome. And then he raises Jay's hand. I know. And then it was like, cut. <laughs> I was like, can I please savor it? Like, could we just have like five more minutes? Like, what are they going to talk about? Who else is going to hug? Let's keep it going. <laughs> no, like, just let's just linger here for just a little while. You don't have to rush the nice parts. So for me, that was a really lovely ending to Monday Night Raw. It was Raw. great. It was so nice. Yeah, it was a really wonderful main event. Mm -hmm. Solid friggin' Monday Night. A plus. A plus. Is there anything else from Raw or this week in wrestling or just your feelings that you'd like to share with the class? I'm looking forward to both season openers. Um, yes. And maybe, Dad, someday you could explain how those work. But that's mm -hmm. all. Well, if you're going to fly us out first class to have a box at the arena, I think that would be like maybe we get dinner first and you just walk us through it. Yeah, I mean... We'll even order cheap things on the menu if that'll make you feel better. Oh, my God. You can take us to McDonald's. We're not greedy. I mean, I did just reference French fries. So, like, come on, Dad. We're easy right. to please. Mm -hmm. Well, in this spirit, thank you for joining us once again for Wrestling is for Girls. You can find all of our current episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and also on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. And if you would like to see when our new episodes come out, you can follow us on the app formerly known as Twitter at WIFGirlsPod. Have a magnificent week, and I hope that you will be able to hug it out with the person that you had previously been so angry with. Bye, y'all. Meow. Yeah.